Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. So excited to have you guys here and we are talking all about sleep. So sleep is one of those things you think we wouldn't have to sell it hard. It shouldn't be something that we have to convince people to sleep more, to sleep better. You think that would sell itself. You think it would be fun. People would be all over that. I mean, who doesn't want to sleep more and feel rested and all those things. But this is something that's so hard to actually convince people to do in reality. And the chances are at some point or another, you've had periods of sleep deprivation or poor quality sleep, and you might even find yourself chronically sleep deprived right now. And the scary thing with either situation is that we're usually largely unaware of the effects that poor sleep quality or quantity has on our health. And it's not just our health, it's our mental performance, it's our physical performance as well. And it's time to start prioritizing sleep again as the missing ingredient to achieving this high performance, both mentally and physically. And today we're going to be talking about the important sleep plays in so many areas, and there's a ton of them. And also want to go through some actionable strategies for getting more high quality sleep. And by implementing these, you'll find yourself living and performing at a whole new level. And it's that important, guys. There's no way around it. Most people don't get enough high quality sleep. It's plain and simple, and you are not an exception to the rule. All the time we hear people saying, well, I can get by on four hours or five hours or six hours. And that might be true for a little bit, but I also would take a very strong bet that you're probably not realizing how much it's actually impacting you. And that's something that uh, research study after study finds the same thing that people think if they report on how they actually think they're feeling, then they would say, oh yeah, I feel great. I'm operating at a high level but their capacity is so much lower than it could be if they were actually sleeping the way that uh, that we're supposed to. And sleep helps with all major functions of the body. And if you're not getting enough high-quality sleep, you could be at risk for just a few of the following. Higher body weight, so people that sleep less tend to have higher body weight. Uh, it could be more susceptible for eating more calories. We crave more food when we're tired. If you've ever had a poor night's sleep and found yourself reaching for higher fat stuff, higher sugar stuff, different snacks, not being as satisfied, that can be directly related to your sleep. You might find lower concentration and productivity. 
this is a big one for anyone that's looking to excel in their job and their work or trying to uh, think and perform at a high level mentally. You need creativity, you need the concentration, you need the productivity, and sleep uh, impacts all those negatively. And I'm sure you felt that one directly uh, when you have something important to do and you don't get a good night's sleep before. It's going to make it really hard. And especially when you start stringing these nights together night after night, a lack of sleep can result in lower athletic performance. So we see this from the physical side of things and not just athletic performance. So I, I know if you're not an athlete, you might be thinking, well, it's okay if I'm not physically performing my best, but if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get lean, if you're trying to lose belly fat, if you're trying to do any of these things, then sleep is actually necessary to manage the hormones required to make all those things happen. So if you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to get fit in the gym and you're neglecting your sleep, that is going to affect your performance directly. You can be at a higher risk of heart disease and stroke. I don't think we need to dive in any deeper today on why that's so important. Higher risk for insulin and blood sugar disorders. So you, you more poorly manage your blood sugars when you're in a state of sleep deprivation. And this is important because whether you're on the high carb train, the low carb train, wherever you're at, you're going to handle those carbs and handle those foods less effective than if you were more rested. So you're going to have more inconsistent spikes in your blood sugar and uh, the insulin that's secreted to deal with that. And that's going to cause one can cause weight gain, can cause belly fat, can cause eventual on the serious cases, things like type two diabetes, but also it's going to make you feel like you're hungry. It's going to make you feel more of those crashes, those blood sugar dips, those things that make you reach for another cup of coffee or a snack. Uh, you could be at higher risk for a depression with less sleep. Uh, your mood is directly affected from this, and this is at an actual physiological level with, with hormones and uh, the complex things that are at play behind the scenes. And it might creep up slowly, but those are things that can develop. Lower immune function. I think that's important all the time, but in the time of recording this, in the season of COVID we're in, however long that season might be, this is a big one. You want to make sure that your immune function is performing at its best. And that doesn't happen through supplements. It doesn't happen through vitamins. That happens through giving what your body needs from a stress and a sleep standpoint. Less sleep can result in increased inflammation. This is a big one for pretty much any chronic or short-term disease. If you're dealing with even aches and pains, shoulder inflammation and tendonitis, anything like that, inflammation plays a role in exaggerating that. And that can be in aches and pains. It can be in bloating around your midsection. It can be in acne on your skin. It can be in any of those things. And uh, there's, there's a lot of things that play a role in inflammation. It's, it's diet. It's stress management. It's how much you're exercising, what kind of exercise you're doing. But it is also your sleep quality. And that's one of the pillars that we talk about all the time that is super important for managing that. And that's going to help you stay healthy in so many other ways. And lastly, not lastly, lastly on the list that we're going to talk about today, though, is impaired emotional and social interactions. So it does affect your mood, like we talked about earlier, and it affects the way that you're having conversations and your desire to want to have those emotional and social connections that uh, we so often need and are wired for as humans. But... I get it. I know sleep is not flashy. It's not easy to prioritize. We'd much rather grind out in the gym or grind out in the workplace and you know, work our way to the top that way. But sleep is 
huge and you probably think you can outrun it, but I'm here to tell you that you're not an exception to needing sleep and you can only outrun it for so long before this eventually does catch up to you. And it might be, like I said earlier, it might be days, it might be weeks, it might be months, it might be years, but if you're sleeping less either from a quantity standpoint or a quality standpoint than what your body needs, then it is going to set you up to crash in the long run. And I ran into this just earlier this year. And during this whole COVID season, sleep and stress were very poorly managed when all this stuff started. And as a, a business owner and uh, my, my wife and I owning our business, we jumped into survival mode. We didn't know how long this was going to last. We didn't know how it was going to change things. We didn't know if we were going to close, how long we were going to close for. There were so many things at play. And needless to say, it was a stressful time and sleep was definitely not a priority for me. And I ran on cortisol and adrenaline and all these things that are probably doing the opposite of what, of what sleep needs. And it didn't catch up immediately. The first couple months, probably even three months or so before I felt any kind of negative effects. If anything, I would say I was dialed in, I was more effective. I was working at a different level. I was focused and these things were transient though. And they were short term because I was neglecting the true recovery, the true processes needed inside my body to let those things heal. And once some of that stress calmed down and things normalized for us, I felt like I just crash. And some of that stress management, that's not just sleep on its own. I was still working out regularly. I was still eating exceptionally clean, but those things are just a piece of the puzzle. So if you think those things alone are going to carry you through it, this might be happening. What happened to me might be happening to you at a lower level. It might just not have reared its head just yet. So don't, don't say that you're, you're out of the woods or that you can get away with it because these things do catch up and the crash is not fun. Your body's going to find a way to tell you it needs more sleep. You're going to be less productive. You're going to be less fun to be around. Just take it from my experience. Don't try and experience it on your own. And these things are not fun and not good to work through. So make sure you're staying on top of this. And physically, it is going to play a huge thing, but mentally as well. And just mentally, socially, emotionally, all those things, sleep cannot be overstressed enough for how important it is. So if you are bought into the importance of sleep, and maybe you're already getting that from a quantity standpoint, how do you actually improve it? And you have to focus on not just the quantity, but the quality as well. So a lot of people will say, oh yeah, well, I sleep seven hours a night, even eight hours a night. But they might not be getting all the benefits of sleep and they might not be feeling as rested. They might not be as energized and those behind the scene processes that are occurring might, uh, might be neglected if they're not getting the quality that's so important. So here's five steps we're going to talk about to improve your sleep quality. So quantity is pretty straightforward. I don't think I have to tell you guys if you want to go from six hours a night to seven hours a night, go to bed an hour earlier or wake up an hour later, or combo on each end, but we want to focus on the quality here today because that's the stuff that's most often overlooked in a lot of the clients that I work with and a lot of the people that I talk to, the quality is not a priority. So first step, sleep in a cool and dark room. So if you have the ability to, if you're in a, a hot environment and you have the ability to run the AC or get some fans on you, try and get the room as cool as possible. When we're cooler, we sleep better. It helps with our temperature and the room should be as dark as we can. So that means no, no like LED 
alarm clocks in there, no phones going off and even just flashing their light, trying to have some blackout curtains in there, block out some of the, even the street lights and anything that's bringing light in there. The darker you can get the room, the better. That's going to help your sleep quality big time. Second, ditch the caffeine and the high sugar foods, especially in the afternoon. And this one's really important because we think that caffeine, similar to a lack of sleep, we think it doesn't affect us. Caffeine, even if you're able to, some people say this, they say they can drink a cup of coffee and go to bed. And going to bed or falling asleep does not mean you're getting true restful sleep. So even caffeine in your system will affect the quality of your sleep, will affect your sleep cycles, and sugar plays the same role. So just because you think you can have these things and still fall asleep easily, people say, as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out. And I'm, I'm that way too. But that doesn't mean I'm getting quality sleep. That just means I'm so exhausted from the day that I can lay down and fall asleep immediately. But that does not say anything to the quality sleep that I'm getting. Third step, develop a shutdown routine. This can be developing a practice of reading, prayer, meditation, time with family. Use the shutdown routine as something that is uplifting anyway, something you want to be doing and something that does not involve your phone, which we'll get to in the next step here. But try and have the shutdown routine that is as consistent as you can make it. And if you can have it around the same time and the same kind of ritual, and if you can ritualize this a little bit, it helps let your body know that, okay, sleep is coming and it starts to wind it down from all the things of the day that have been thrown at you, which ties right into step number four, eliminate stressors and blue light at least an hour before bedtime. So stressors and blue light seem to t seem to go hand in hand for some odd reason. When we're on our phone, we're checking email, notifications pop up, someone texts us that needs an urgent response. All these things, whether it's a stressor or whether it's staring at a blue light, will affect your sleep cycles, will affect your body's ability to start to secrete the hormones needed to help wind you down and get you ready for bed. So try and eliminate stressors best you can, or at least your response to those stressors and eliminate blue light at least an hour before bedtime. Again, the longer you can stretch this out, the more effective it's going to be. And last step, step number five, try and find consistent sleep and wake times. So you want to try and keep your times as consistent as possible, and that's going to help you get into a rhythm of high quality sleep. And this can be, uh, it doesn't matter. Some people think that going to bed is, is superior. Some people think they're naturally going to bed later. I'm less concerned about that in at least the people that I'm working with. And when we're talking sleep, they say getting to bed earlier before midnight has a higher return on your sleep than staying up later. But I also think there's something to natural cycles that we tend to fall into. And if you find yourself have always been a, a night owl, then just make sure you're sleeping a little later in the morning to get your quantity and your quality of sleep. If you're like me, uh, old man status, and you, uh, as soon as eight o'clock seems to hit that I'm, I'm starting to doze, then go to bed early. Don't try and fight that, whatever that natural rhythm is, and try and even make this as consistent as you can on the weekend. So a lot of times, if you're in bed at, say, 10 every night, and then you're staying up till midnight or one on the weekends, that's going to affect you not just those nights you're, you're uh, staying up later and sleeping in later, but that has some carryover into the week as well. So as long as it fits around social plans, and as long as you can modify that a little bit, try and keep those times as consistent as possible. So the stakes are too high to continue to ignore the quality of your sleep. And I hope that's evident, at least from this. I hope you guys have some actionable tips you can take away from it. But just believe me, I'm speaking from personal experience on this one and from working with a lot of clients that 
fall in the same boat. They're looking to achieve high performance across some of these different areas of their life. But this is a non-negotiable and something that has to be prioritized if that is your goal. It's not a one or the other, not I have to sleep less to get more done. It's quite the opposite because in the long term, if you're more rested, if you're getting more quality out of your sleep, then you're getting more quality out of your days and the hours that you are working. So make sure that you are focused on this, prioritizing this, and making this a priority in your life. So imagine waking up each day feeling rested and energized without having to reach for another cup of coffee to boost energy and focus. Imagine reaching your health and fitness goals and performing at a whole new level in the gym. I know it seems too simple. We want the flashy, the hard work thing, but this is all possible when you prioritize high quality sleep. So if you're looking for more specific recommendations as it relates to your sleep, fitness, nutrition, and stress management, those four pillars that we always talk about, go ahead and download our free Inside Out Strong Living Roadmap for the recommendations we give to our clients. And this is in the show notes there, so go ahead and give it a look. And if you need more specific guidance or want to talk one-on-one, head on over to our website by searching Inside Out Strength and Performance to set up a free strategy session, and we'll be happy to talk more with you guys on your specific health goals. So thanks for listening today, guys. And go get some sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.